On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartenders. Hi, everybody. This is Pub Crawl Liz, and I am with the geriatric genius, as always. Hi, genius. Hi, Pub Crawl Liz. <laughs> you're extra peppy tonight. Not really, because you know why I'm not extra peppy? Oh, because you have some party to go to, so we had to come down here early. I had to fuck with the traffic. It's not that bad. And then I went over and got my B12 shot because I was down here early enough. And um, I had a long walk. I did not get, I, I missed two naps today because of your party. So I'm not peppy. You sound peppy. I hope I stay sounding peppy. Well, lucky for me and everybody else out there, and Jordan and Ruth who are here, uh, at least it's bright out and it's warmish. Yes, I, I, well, yeah, it's almost 50. Otherwise, and, you would be in a truly foul mood. No, I had a lovely walk. In the sunshine. Where'd you walk from? Well, I I couldn't. I was getting my dry cleaning. Now I kind of made a blunder because I bought a a pea coat from Marshall Field. Mm -hmm. And um, then when I got it home, Ruth said it smelled. So I had to take it dry cleaning. I mean, are you shocked? No, I'm not shocked, but then I paid 25 bucks to get the sleeve shortened. And (laughs) and when I came home and put it on, I mean, my, the shoulders are like are almost you didn't down try by it my on elbows. When he gave it to you? Roughly, it's very warm. Well, it's, you know what? That's uh, caveat emptor right there. Yeah, I know. Fire well, beware. No, but the thing is, if the cold weather is over that's now, that's courtesy of the Brady Bunch. If 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 uh, yeah, I can put a lot of stuff underneath it and be be warm. So no, it'll it'll be effective in cold weather because I'll be I'll bundle be bundling up. Did any of you guys watch that episode of the Brady Bunch? Oh, please, what? Come on. What? Was was that? That's uh, <laughs> when Mr. Was Brady that, was Mrs. Brady the nymphomaniac. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if she was a nymphomaniac, but she was certainly having sex with Greg. I think she was from Indiana, wasn't she? I don't know. I watched the show. I didn't really look get into their lives as real humans. I did. Like I can tell movie. you all about the Brady kids, though. I did like the movie that came out. The oh, movie yeah, the parody thing. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Um, well, I'm sorry you got a bum coat or that you had to pay more for no, it. No, I, I, it's going to work. It'll be, it'll be warm. I mean, it you It kind of looks goofy, this though. This is actually interesting because you don't really strike me as the dry cleaning kind of guy. No, it's, I haven't been to yeah, a dry I cleaner. So. I don't think I've ever been to a dry cleaner in my entire life until. It was a whole new experience. And they had this really long rack thing, and she pressed a button, and it yeah. was like uh, <laughs> all these things came whizzing by. I couldn't wow. imagine how she could figure out where mine was. It's amazing. It was impressive. I'm, 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 I'm happy for you. That I'm you not discovered, happy. That you discovered yeah. this. I don't plan on ever going back to a dry cleaner either. Um, well, I'm glad you took a walk. Was it far? It wasn't one of my all-time long walks. Epic but, walks. But it was brick, brisk, and um, I felt absolutely fine afterwards. So um, Good. Yeah. I'll, it was beautiful be out in that sun today. I'll definitely be walking more. I was at my apartment and I had the window open and feeling good. Wonderful. I know. Um, so yeah, I guess we're fortunate that you uh, at least have decent weather, um, and it's brighter out. Otherwise, you well, would and we, really upset because we we're recording one hour early. Boo hoo hoo. Well, we love having the extra hour of sunshine. Yeah. No, I didn't like coming down here in I traffic. I will say this bar is actually. Much busier, when we usually start recording at 7.30, it's got a few people in it, and then it gets really busy, like, right when we start recording. When we get here to prep, right? And then it eventually gets busy. Right now, it's busy, and I think it's because everyone's here to watch the Wheel of Fortune. No, I don't think that's why they're here. Look at all those people staring at the TV. I don't in see fact, one, some... I don't see one person. I mean, I know Jeopardy is sacred. I didn't realize the wheel was sacred too. Do you see? Really, I don't see one person. There shouldn't really be. Identify. The TV shouldn't really be on. Identify the. I, I agree. 
Identify the person watching. I don't see one person. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of watching. I think she needs. Well, that's good. Letter, I mean, you're, that's your focus there. I'm glad you're focused. Good guessing game is the name of is the thing. Oh, good. Let's see that. See that eyesight. No, all the way from no, here? and I don't even care. <laughs> I don't care about anything about it. Um, it's Tuesday. Uh, it's March 12th. Uh, Jordan, you're a beer guy. Um, it's 312 day, which means Goose Island Brewing Company. Beer Company, Goose Island Beer Company. They make a beer called 312, and they invented this day, 312 day. I think a lot of cities have it. I know Milwaukee has 414 day, Milwaukee day, um, which is the area code in case you didn't know, genius. No, I have no, and I, nor do I care. Anyway, so. I can't remember my uh, area code. I think it's 312, oh, you oh, knucklehead. Oh, I thought that was my, my the postal no, thing. No, it's 606. That's why the thing is called the 606. What's 606? You've never been walking on the 606? What's 606? Oh, my 606? gosh, we have to take a little field trip together. Oh, I want to. That place uh, over in... Um, Lincoln Yards? No. No, no. That's goobers. over in uh, Wicker Park, right? It, co- it covers four neighborhoods. It's an old railroad line yeah. that's been converted to greenery. But isn't there a lot of rapes and stuff? I have never. I, I, read, I don't. Yeah, know. I think that. Yeah, I think there's some predatory kids there. Maybe. I mean, we live in the third largest city. For fuck's sake, things happen. Well, no, I, I just don't want to get. You know, I just don't feel like getting raped. I mean, I know you're a major target for people. I, that's what I'm thinking. I'll protect you. You know, my sphincter muscles could not take. Uh, you know. They're a little too loose from all your days? Well, it couldn't take another serious onslaught. How do you know a woman wouldn't rape you? Um, well, that's certainly possible. Yeah, sure. It doesn't have to be men. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> um, anyway, so 312 Day. Have you, Jordan, have you been following all the Goose Islands? So Goose Island got 24 bikes, bicycles. And they brand them all with Goose Island. They're really pretty. They're black and gold because that's, that's the color of the cans. And every hour at the top of the hour, they have been locking a bike somewhere in the city. And then on social media, they just give you a clue of the bike and then where it is. And you have to go figure it out. And they give you the combination to the lock. So the first one to get it gets it. So every to hour... Keep. Huh? To keep? Yeah. So every hour, they announce something... And people on social media have been going crazy over it. It's a, it's a, they're doing a really fun job. I'm having a good time just watching it. So maybe they'll be closer I, to us. I, really if at seven o'clock there's a there's a, a bike parked in front of Second City, I'm out of here, guys. I'm really happy that you're so easily amused. <laughs> Are you kidding I'm, me? I'm happy for you. I'm, you're, you're telling me. You're amused by the freaking motor thing at the dry cleaner, and you're telling me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I was amused. I was intrigued. Potato, potato. I mean, it made all these clothes just fly right <laughs> no, Potato, potato. Okay. Mm, so that's how I've been entertaining myself today on buses and trains and walking and things. And that's why I have to come in early and fight traffic. Well, I mean, I, I'm going places. So there's not, it's just not, you know, willy-nilly for silly reasons. Anyway, it's been fun. I've enjoyed watching it. Um, I went to your house over the weekend. <clears throat> Finally. It's been about six, eight months since I've, no I've way. begged you. You're since such I've, a baby. Since I pleaded with you to come over and correct so some of the computer for, glitches. For that, those of you who um, listen to this every week, bless you, uh, you'll have heard the genius squawking in the background a few times about me going to his house to fix some shit. Well, my create space particularly. That's where I, how I sell my books other than at the bar. I will say that most of your issues are non-issues, like things that can be easily fixed. If you just paid attention. No, if you would just come over and fix them. No, but I've t- I, like, a couple of things we did on Saturday... I've taught you like twelve no, times. Let me explain how you teach. I you don't just you do, do it. it. No, no you, I made no, you do it. No, you just maybe do it cursory. When you teach, when I show you how to play fucking golf, I put the club in your fucking hand and show you what to do, and then I make you repeat. You just say, "Here, look how you do it." Yeah. Well, that's how you teach no, somebody to do you, something. You've done it, and then you also write down the instructions step by step. But then I forget where I put the instructions. 
That's not my problem. So if well, I actually, if, it is my problem. So if I would, <laughs> if I would, if I would do it repeating, you know, be repetitive. In fact, Ruth, I'm going to call you out because one of the things that we did, I taught you too. Yeah, but she wasn't there. No, I taught her in the past, so she should be able to teach you. What, what thing was that? How to create a new folder. <laughs> Look, you're looking at me like, like a deer in headlights, huh? What? What does that even mean? Well, Is that I mean, English? Okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, but the interesting thing about now, Pub Crawl Liz would probably be a good roommate because she's a neat freak. So before, oh my God. before she even attacks anything, she gets out the Windex and just goes wild. I cannot believe you live like I'm, this. And by, by, I wrote a blog about it today. You did? I described how you, how you uh, perform your... I'm going to write my blog about it today Fine. and describe the filth. Good. Good. Watch it. It'll come uh, in about like 4 little, o'clock. You're like a little pig pen. It'll come in about 4 o'clock. Uh, to, I might do 6 p.m. this Thursday. Yeah, okay. Mm. Wonderful. There's like three inches of dust that's been caked onto the freaking keyboard. Well, I don't want to disturb stuff. What does that mean? You can shut your computer down and take a cleaning Yeah, but then I have trouble it. starting it back up. It's a button. You push the button. I know, but it, after you left, I tried that, and it was a mess afterwards. <laughs> anyway, so there's papers everywhere. There's because I'm a genius dust. and I'm doing there's stuff. I'm writing. On. And by the way, did you notice I hit, I'm back at me my easel? Did you notice that? Yeah, I know. I saw your uh, your works yes. in progress. So you can see how busy I've been. I know, but it takes if you maintain the cleanliness, maybe like one minute out of your day. You wouldn't have to spend all that time I spent cleaning. Well, no, I'd rather have you clean. You do it way better than I do. I'm not cut out for cleaning. I think I used a, had to use a whole roll of paper towels and a whole bottle of Windex. Well, I was impressed. And, and let's be clear. It wasn't one station I had to clean. It was two because yeah. you have, like, multiple work computer areas. Well, I need to have two This areas. I don't understand still. Well, because you, you, how many geniuses do you deal with on a daily basis or in your life? I'm Probably the, I'm the only handful. one. Probably the only one you've ever dealt with. So you, you, you're not going to. We don't do things like other people. All right. Well, the ultimate uh, result of all of this is that you a ended up with clean computer stations. B, we resolved all your issues. No, because that create space sucks now. Well, that's not my problem. That's the fucking that's, Amazon makes me want to puke. Yeah, no, they're the pits. I hate them. I hate them almost as much as I hate Fuckerberg. Um, well, that's, that's, the, that's that platform. That's not my doing. But at least we got it all fixed up. Uh, and you're, you're good to go now. Well, we'll see. Okay. I'm guardedly optimistic that I can sail forth. All right. Well, I'm sure I'll hear some squawking. I would, I'm going to give it mm, two weeks. Okay. Let's see. Today, oh, today's the twelfth. Okay. So I'll give, it the, month. I'll give it to the end of March, and I hear some. The end of March, April first. Some 1st. whining about April something. Fool's day. Oh, April Fool's Day. Yeah. God. That's Faggy Pants's birthday. <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny. Yeah. It is. <laughs> um, Street Jimmy's April third. Street oh, wow. Jimmy. Street Jimmy will be sixty. Oh, he's as old as the Ale House, huh? Yeah. Wow, that's. Interesting. So it's absolutely fascinating. Are you gonna should we do something for him? No. Let's give him a little cake and a highlight no. and play let some. Me, uh, let me tell Al you. Green on let me tell you what we are, I offer him every year. Jimmy, would you like a great big uh, birthday cake and everybody sing happy birthday to you and a, a great big party, or would you rather have twenty dollars for crack? What he does want is for Beyonce to call him on his birthday again. He has repeated this yeah, Beyonce, several times. Beyonce, come on. Give, yeah, give really. him a break. Call him one more he, time on his I mean, birthday. Okay, let's, let's be real. Would he, does it have to be Beyonce? Like, would he settle for, no. like, J-Lo? No. He wants to talk to Beyonce. Cher? Nope. Beyonce. He doesn't know who Cher is. Come on. But he doesn't. Diana Ross. He did not. When I told him... See, Jimmy beat a murder uh, one rap when he was a kid in uh, Harvey. Him and some other kid were nailed for murder one. 
and he he beat the so some strangers were here the other night. I was describing, you know, hey Jimmy, and uh, so Robbie was sitting a couple stools down, and so Jimmy says, "Why do you want to talk about it?" I says, "Well, you you were found not guilty, Jimmy." So what the hell? I mean, that's you should be proud. You know, everybody, a lot of people get charged with murder. I don't one. think I would want to talk about any situation where I maybe was associated with any sort of murder. Well, maybe, maybe that's you. But Jimmy, so anyway, so, then I, so I said, well, Josh also was up for murder one, and he won it. He beat it. He, they said, he said, who did he kill? I said, an Eskimo when he was up Josh? in Alaska. Not Josh, uh, Robbie. Oh. So Robbie's just sitting there. <laughs> And so Jimmy says, well, I've killed cats and dogs, so what's wrong with killing an Eskimo? Are you fucking kidding me? I says, Eskimos are people. He says, no, they're not. They're like bears or something. (laughs) I said, so I said, Jimmy, I knew what an Eskimo was when I was like two to three years old. Everybody knows what an Eskimo is. I think you... We all fail to remember that he did not have the same life as most humans. I, I mean, this is a big reminder, you know, when you think <laughs> it's okay to kill Eskimos. This so, is true. It's a reminder. This He's is a, true. Um, well, that's curious. And, and now, and by the way, the scandal, to, the new scandal about these celebrities oh, paying, uh, paying off to get their kids into Southern Cal and Yale and that's Harvard. That's so infuriating. And... and um, and William Macy's wife. Is, I know. It's, so, it's a, just another example of the fact that if you're wealthy, privileged, and powerful, well, you're, yeah, you're so you can far do ahead. anything. Yeah, but you're so far ahead of the game. Now you even need more of a head start. I know. know. But you know Trump's father paid off to get him oh, into course. all the schools. And you know he hired p- tutors. Trump probably never uh, took an exam or anything in his whole life. I was having a conversation uh, with a friend of mine about this. And, you know, the fact of the matter is that I feel that people who are that wealthy and that privileged just live in a completely different universe. They're such in this bubble where the rules of society just don't apply to them, and they just don't get it. They don't understand so that... I mean, there's going to be zero consequences to anything they do. Oh, because, no, no. There's consequences this time. Well, because most money will you'll usually get you out of it. Not this time. Well, this guy wore a wire for a year. Went with the guy that's putting them all away, and like somebody pointed on TV, these guys, they, these celebrities, don't know how to talk in in uh, criminal ease. You know, I learned at a very young age what you said. You don't say certain stuff on the phone. You use code. Yeah. These guys just say. Yeah, don't it. put anything in writing. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I think well, they have emails. Well, and I was stuff, cool. Right? I remember I was so sad when I became 21 because I was liable for a contract. I don't know how many times people would call my phone, but my mom would say, was somebody from RCA Victor on the phone? I said, oh, this is it, Mr. Elliot. You subscribe to you. You owe us like $146. I says, I'm not 21. I'm not liable for a contract, sucker. Okay. Yeah, well, you should start. But giving, I know, I understood. I you understood. should head to Hollywood and start giving lessons. I should. I know. Well, you know, you know, it's all about technology. Well, did you see? We hear what uh, President Pissyface said today about the plane crash. They're making planes too complicated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go back to the old, uh, you know. Stick that you push a stick he's one way and the plane idiot. goes. Yeah, I mean he's beyond an idiot. I love this. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was I, that was infuriating to see today. I hope I hope shit goes down. Oh, that's that's already. Yeah. I mean they're grinding. They're arrested, them up. aren't they? They're, they're yeah. issuing warrants for their arrests, right? Yeah. Macy didn't get arrested. His wife did. <laughs> oh, it's, it's hilarious. Um. Well, speaking of, of dumb shit, um, I'm often fascinated by the fact that you still have never really had an actual job. Well, now, see, that's not entirely true. And I think, because um, when you asked me earlier what we would talk about, I said, you know, I think I could do a whole show on, on I mean, my... because, think about it. If we're talking about privilege, right, most of these privileged kids get stuff handed to them. They don't really have to have a job. They don't really have to have a career. They well, can live with mom in the middle well, of nowhere and not have to pay any bills and just go have a good time and blah, 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 blah. Right? 
so basically, in a sense, you never had to do anything. So maybe no, you're privileged. No, uh, no, I came from, you know, kind of a. What did your parents do for a living? Well, my father, my mother was a stay-at-home mom, which most women were in those days. My father worked at Charles A. Stevens, a women's department store. He had a pretty good. He was just uh, had the display department, did all the windows, you know, store windows and stuff. And then they made him uh, kind of the head of the physical plan of the building. But my father had done all kinds of. He was genius doing all kinds of work and worked ever since he was a small child because that was the depression. But I would like to discuss my work. My, I can just, off the top of my head, I remember I had a job. Probably my first job was as a newspaper boy. And you were, in those days, you, you had the, on your bicycle, you had those pouches, you know, on each side of the back wheel. Oh, yeah. So I, it was, I was supposed to, every Sunday, I was supposed to deliver uh, the little um, local shopper paper. It was a free paper. You just... Throw it on some people, sale yeah. or something? You threw it on people, people's porches. So what I would do, the first thing I would How do... How old were you? I was probably about 12. So this was like 1952? Yeah. So I'd take the papers, first thing I'd do, I would throw them down a manhole cover, some, just get rid of them immediately. And then I carried I carried my, I, my dad, I borrow my dad's crowbar, and I'd find two pay phones. That nobody was around because it was early Sunday, so it was very little, few people around. I'd pry the payphones off and put them in my little pouches, and I'd go home and I'd pry the payphones open and take all the quarters out. Now, I dug this huge hole behind our garage, and I would bury the um, payphones in the backyard. And so, well, after about a month, they fired me from because you know, people were bitching they weren't getting your papers. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But I had made, God, I had so many goddamn quarters. I had the quarters all hidden under my bed. And, um, I mean... Wait a minute. Payphones were not a quarter back in 1952. Well, there was nickels, dimes. dimes. There was all kinds of... Yeah, let's be real here. No, but there was nickels, dimes, and quarters. Um, oh, that reminds me. Tell me about... I'll, I'll tell you about my, my counterfeiting. Uh, yeah, but, but anyway, that was a little later. All right, so you weren't privileged. You were just a thief. I was, I was. Inge- so your job was robber. I was ingenious. Just don't be so judgmental. <laughs> so um, anyway, that was kind of my first job. So I got fired from that one. Then um, I uh, let's see. Did your parents ever find out? Oh yeah. Years. Were there away, any consequences? Well, here, here's <laughs> years later. My dad's doing, you know, plant. Gonna have a garden behind the garage. He was digging up. He's digging up back of the. All of a sudden, he found. He started. He got about fifteen payphones that were buried in our back. <laughs> so he called me. I, of course, I denied it. You know, I was. I, I just. I don't know anything about it. He was just. He looked at me. Look at all these goddamn things. You know, there was a whole backyard full of payphones. So um, then, when I was about fourteen, a friend of mine said. The, the, Paul Butler owned all of now where the old where Oakbrook is, where the golf course and the polo field and all that shit. Well, the, they didn't used to have the golf course back in '54. They had a game club, and these my contempt for rich people. This, this is really where it just um, uh, really took off because. What these guys would do, they were all a bunch of fucking Earl Eisenhower, Judge Passion's brother. Uh, these guys would all come to the game club. And so as jo- our job as kids, they had all these um, pheasants in a pen. And they had another pen for foxes. And so we'd take a Jeep and we'd drive up this field in front of their clubhouse and if you took a fe- uh, pheasant, you took a pheasant. Now you, they'd beat the shit out of you because they got spurs. But you take them and you tuck their head under their wing, and then you rock it back and forth between your legs, and it puts them to sleep. What the hell are you talking about? I I'm can't talking this about this. Is... This is how these guys. This is how these guys hunted. So we'd put five on one side of, uh, oh of the path, God. five on the other. Then they grab these fucking asshole dogs. They go out, and then they blow the shit out of the pheasant. Then they bring the pheasant back, 
and they could exchange them for frozen pheasants that were already plucked <laughs> and frozen. And then there was a duck pond, and the this ducks is like were like some Dan Quayle shit. The ducks were in this pond in, in, in this pen, and their job was to run them up this chute. Now they're all dehydrated and they're fucked up ducks. They can barely get up there, and then they kind of flap out of the uh, chute. And these guys would blow the shit out of them. Michael Butler, the uh, Paul Butler's, uh, he had something to do with the play here. He had a fucked up arm, I remember that. And um, so these were probably the most detestable people you ever. So eventually I just started slapping the uh, pheasants on the ass and telling them to take off, get the fuck out of there. So basically, these pheasants are, or these ducks are already uh, oh, they're uh, handicapped in a way. Oh, they're totally handicapped. They haven't flown. They, they were, and then just sit there and blow the shit up, and then the dog would run out in the cold water and get it, and then they bring it back to the clubhouse and they get plucked frozen ducks. All right, and then and what? One interesting story, though. The um, polo stable was right nearby, and then they had uh, by the polo club. They had this big clubhouse. So one of the, the kids from the stable, we used to talk to the kids from the stable. One ran over and says, hey, there's a gangbang over at the clubhouse. They're all gangbanging Veronica Lake. Come on. I'm telling you what they said. So Basically, we, these guys are going to this club just to, like, kill half-dead animals. No, this was a game club. This was the polo club. It was another club, clubhouse. And these guys are all in a big circle of these guys all in a circle around the pool table. They claim they had Veronica Lake on the pool table. These are all, all the assholes she was running our at, country, too. She was appearing at the Salt Creek Theater. Yeah, Earl Eisenhower. He looks just like his, his brother. So that was a job. And quit looking at your fucking I phone. I can't. Quit looking at your phone. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm looking for top of the hour information. Oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to... I'm, I'm telling you an amusing story. It's upsetting to me that all these men are... Well, they're pigs. This ass, they're they're, like they're loathsome pigs. And like pigs. I said, these are people whom... They're horrible. These are people whom have been running our country. I'll tell you what. I almost, I almost got killed because uh, the, the kids, I, these were really... And we used to fuck with guns. I remember I almost got my foot shot off and... Uh, yeah, what part of town was this? This is Oakbrook, the real posh, <laughs> posh Oakbrook. We had the, you know access to guns and shit. And would you here, put that fucking thing away, will you? No. So keep talking. I'm listening to you. No, I'm not going to talk. All right. Well, um, I'm. It's it's disheartening. I, I, I'm trying to tell you about my job, and you <laughs> look at Come on, that's really rude. I, I like that you actually refer to this as a job. It was, because I had to go out there every Saturday and Sunday my, at the age of 14. And then what? How long did that last? Well, I got... What the... Why'd oh, you get fired? I got fired because <laughs> I let... snitch on somebody? I let the foxes out. I, I freed them. <laughs> You're being kind to the animals. That's why you well, got fired. I, yeah, I was, I was kind of doing that negative. Plus, I wouldn't put the <laughs> pheasants to sleep. i just shoo them off. But... Um, yeah, they said, uh, uh, well, J- Paul Butler was real rich, and he had broads and stashed in houses all over, the, all over out there. And then he, he was, shortly after I was fired, he was out in front of his house doing something. He got run over on 35th Street, I think it was. Oh, they were the one. Really? Right, so what's job number three? Oh, well, let me tell you. But the, 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 um, the Healy family, now... Buskill claims he's related to him, although he's healing, but he thinks he claims he's, but they're real rich, and the guy was a big polo bum, and he married, married some rich woman. So anyway, the, um, go ahead. Uh, they, we used to go sneak in their swimming pool in the summer. This was after I got fired, but we knew where the pool was, and there, so they had a pool. So we were all there, and one of the kids, we, I think it was Billy Steimer, he took a dump in the pool and then laughed. He said, ah, you guys are all swimming. Look on the floor. And there was this. Did you ever see Caddyshack? Well, so. Is it like that? I, I, was there one in, was there similar in Caddyshack? Because well, they all work for the country club, right? Bushwood Country Club. 
and uh, and they let the caddies. They never let the caddies use anything, right? Because they're all a bunch of well, they a bunch of riffraff. Us, they let us use a pool. Well, they well, so it, it was like caddy day at the at the country yeah, club. Yeah, we used to every Monday. Yeah, this game. but the but like the pool caddy uh, on caddy day, the pool they could use a pool for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> caddy day pool time, like like three to three fifteen, and so you see them all in there, and someone is eating a, a baby Ruth. And it falls into the pool, <laughs> and so then it just floats off, and then someone is swimming, and then they see this this candy bar, but they're like, it looks like a big piece of poop. It's a big, it's a hilarious scene. Duty, duty. Well, no, that would be funny. Um, so this is what happened for real life. No, in real life. But Billy actually took a dump in there. Oh God, this is real. Uh, poop. Yeah, well, that was the end of it because they had to drain their fucking pool, and then they put the dog out there so we couldn't go swimming anymore. Billy, <laughs> Billy, Billy fucked it up for us. Well, you know what? So that Fuck was that guy pooping so, in the pool. Well, I mean, Billy, gross. Billy was really funny. I, I, he, I, Wait, you actually thought that a, a deuce in the pool was funny? Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> I would not think it funny. Well, you got to have a good. Maybe sense if I was not in the pool, perhaps. Well, we were all in the pool. Oh God, how could you even find that remotely funny? I would be like vomiting in the pool next to the poop. Wow, that's that's. that's just, guys are different. Does very, that gross you out, Jordan? Well, yeah, it's gross. I mean, yeah, we all okay, came, okay, we wait, all wait, clamored wait. out but of would there. Would you be laughing? We all clamored out of there. Would you be disgusted? Yeah, see, I think you're special. Well, thanks. Well, we know that. Yeah. And then, so anyway, that was, uh, but that whole Oprah thing, I mean, I, I really, I think I became a, kind of a incipient commie from, that, from the age of 14, just being around rich people. I could easily see how, you know, we need to overthrow them and, and kill them. So, so then my next job, let's see, after the, that, probably was, then I started caddying. So now I'm dealing with rich people all over again out of the Hinsdale Country Well, you never stopped dealing with rich people. Well, I mean, but these are real rich people. And this, oh, and, and Hinsdale was old money people. Oak Brook you was know. new money? No, no, they were old money too, most, for the most part. What's new, what's, what area is a town where new Butterfield, money? Butterfield Country Club was new people. Contractors. Of, what, what part of town is that? That's I, I think that's maybe that's in Hinsdale too. I don't know, but that was contractors and people you know just made their money. Um, Crayler Furniture, all these guys were out at Hinsdale, and the Dean Milk people. They, actually, Howie Dean was a nice guy. He was a pretty good tipper. You knew but someone named Howard Dean. In fact, and uh, Howie, I How, mean, Dean Milk. You know Dean Milk, right? Um, yes, but put it together, Howard Dean. Yeah, true. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Um, and um, Chuck Comiskey. Oh, was he a piece of shit? God, what a loathsome, vile, scum-sucking rat fuck he was. And um, so, but the thing about kidding, I, well, first of all, I like golf. Gave me access to golf. And, you know, I worked my, I mean, the pro liked me, so I used to caddy for him in tournaments and shit. So, I mean, I learned how to play golf pretty much from just being around all those good players out there. But also, it gave me access to all kinds of golf equipment because I'd steal um, golf balls out of their bags. And if I, if I had Are real, golf balls expensive? Oh, yeah, especially then. Especially then. And, um, so I, I, it gave me access to equipment, and then I could gamble with the other caddies. And the, most of those how caddies. Old, give me a, how old are you at this point? Well, I probably started caddying uh, about fourteen or fifteen. So you were twelve. I caddied all the way up, off and on, all the way up until I was maybe twenty-one, twenty-two. You were twelve when you were thieving the phones, and you were fourteen. Working at the game club. Yeah, and now you're four, the Now you're fourteen. Working, ba- at, working at the golf course, okay. and then I, I, I did work. One Is that where week. you learn? Yeah, being watching, watching good players. Yeah, I was. That's how I learned. And um, then I think the manager of the country club was a name guy, but a little squishy little manager named Bud. And Bud asked me if I wanted to be a busboy. This was around New Year's or Christmas or something he called me up and so somebody warned me Bud's going to try to grab your dick or whatever I'm not, okay. worried. I'm not worried about that so uh, I learned one valuable first of all these guys were really intolerable I mean 
they'd yell at you and stuff, the members, you know, they'd be real pricks. And I had, I'm, I'm not skilled in any kind of kitchen situation, but when I would, I, I, I learned to something that very is. interesting. When the chef, this big fat guy, they sent back something. He went, oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, and boy, did I learn a valuable lesson. And I never, ever, unless, you know, unless it was a wrong meal or something, but no, you don't send food back to that kitchen, boy. And, by, and then I had a friend named, once again, this was Billy again, the kid that took his shit in the pool. Billy was working on the big boy. Uh, when they opened the Big Boy... Um, I would never go to that Big Boy. The Big Boy hamburger place. By the way, my new Billy was working there. And Billy... <laughs> somebody was mouthing off to him on the, on, the, you know, on the phone when they were ordering the food. And, uh, and this is why. I was correct. He took the buns. He took, he just, uh, took the hot dog I mean, the hamburger buns and ran them around the inside of the toilet. <laughs> so, let's see, that's not funny to me. <laughs> Disgusting! What is wrong with this kid? What is he? Is he still alive? Yeah, he was at. I, what we, did we didn't up, have. What, his, we, what did he end up doing with his I life? I saw him. He's, he ended up in uh, Nebraska. I. I doing uh, what? That's that's interesting. I don't know for sure, but um, he was. He's been at all the reunions, but we didn't have his sixtieth. I'm I really mean, I disappointed. Can't, I can't imagine he grew up to be an upstanding citizen. Well, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's that's hard to say. We really didn't go into what he was exactly doing. Maybe he's in politics. But that was fairly routine for... Um, oh, and then I had a part-time two Christmases in a row. No, I think it was only one. I was I, w- I went to the post office to, to be a part-time male guy on Christmas, you know, when they, need, they needed kids. The high school said, yeah, we're going to go to the post office and these people. So I go down Wait, there. Wait, Really? I've never once heard of the post office needing people oh, they yeah. hire random yeah, kids. Yeah, back in the 50s, back in the 50s, every Christmas you could go down and get a job for a week at the post office on your Christmas vacation. What would you have to do? Well, you were supposed to deliver. You know, the, the regular route mail guy would, um, he would sort the mail and, pay, you know, because they delivered a couple times a day in those, you know, back then and during Christmas. So... My job was was supposed to be, I would go and walk the route, you know, and just put the fucking mail, and they showed you, they, you know, they, if they stack it right, it's it's too complicated for me, but for a normal kid, they probably could have figured it out. But there was a blizzard, and I was supposed to work, so I was given the mail truck to go out on on the other side of Ogden Avenue, where the, where the mail was delivered by truck. And so I have this truck of mail, and I was given very careful directions what to do. So I drive the mail truck, and it's, it's really lots of snow. So I pull up to this, I don't know, it was about a row of about 15 mailboxes, and I was going to get out, put the mail in. Unfortunately, when I hit the brace, it slid, and I ran over all the mailboxes. So they're all laying flat down in the snow now. But I didn't lose my head, so I went out and put the mail in the mailboxes, even though they were laying in the snow. But there were complaints about that. Can I be honest with you? I really thought you were going to tell me you just stole all the mail and took all the money well, inside I, the cards. Now, if you would maybe listen, you might you might learn oh, something. Oh, that, that we are going down that road. Oh, definitely, because it was it, it reached a point. Well, now when the ma- when the snow melted, now I'm supposed to carry the fucking mail, and it's pain. It's on the shoulder. There's a lot. It's it's it's, it's uncomfortable carrying that ma- mail bag. So what I did, I just I and so my 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 family was on my route, my house. So I just caught me tell my mom I have to go up and take a nap. And I take all the mail I'm supposed to deliver. I put it under my bed. So about May, my mom your was... Your mom would let you go pause from your job to go upstairs and take a nap? No, I would tell her I'm really in bad shape, Mom. I got a breath. And she would let you? Yeah. This is this all makes sense now. I blame your parents. I'm fine. Blame them for what? They produced a genius? Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm sure pe- they'll take all the blame. People are who they are because of the way they were brought up. Oh, your I- mother should never have let you... She would. I would have kicked your ass back well, out to that stream. Like, finish your fucking job. Well, here's what my mom did find out. 
She was cleaning my room, and she found out all the mail I had hidden under my bed. So she made me go down. You were a very good baby genius because you kept getting found out. So she made me take the mail, go down the street, and put it in the mailbox. So now everybody's getting their their Christmas cards in June. Oh my God. Wait, so you didn't even open them? Oh, I, I could, you can kind of tell the ones that have money. I mean, if, if you hold them up to a light, you can, is, some, see, you can but see. But even even your your thieving is telling. Like you're not even all in. Why was it? I'm gonna just shake it. Eh, I don't think that. Like, why wouldn't you just sit there and open every fucking envelope? No, that's a lot of work. You this this is what that? I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> you you probably missed out on a few hundred bucks. Then you gotta glue it shut. No, you don't give it back. Well, my mom made me give it back. This, this is all. He has a conscience when it comes to crime. No, no, I don't. Well, yeah, I, you know, when I was doing credit cards, I never ripped off small businesses. I only ripped off big corporations. Only big corporations. And sometimes that they, when I would be using my a high credit card, I'd see that they didn't do it right. I said, wait, you didn't do that right. They won't, you know. I made sure that was the person going to get hit was going to be the uh, Bank of America or MasterCard. So, yeah, I did have a conscience. Um, I, okay, that doesn't make it right. Oh, it doesn't make it right, little Miss Goody Two-Shoes. I just I have a very strong moral compass. I, I, I haven't noticed that. Really. You do a wonderful job of hiding that. <laughs> Ruth, how so, do you um, exist with such knowing he was such a delinquent? That, well, yeah, I was a delinquent. Yeah, he, you were. He turned a corner. Yeah, he turned a corner. He went to jail, and that straightened him out. Yeah, was it was good. Well, yeah. you really think he's straightened? You really think he's you're dealing with a well, let ruler me t- here? Let me he tell you how the much. Most law-abiding person. I mean, totally. bullshit. <laughs> Nowadays, <laughs> you got I've her fools. No, 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 no. He is. He is nuts. Look at that shit. Looking at the shitty green a grin he's giving me right now. You know, <laughs> yeah. When 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 Marie, uh, the Alameda wool eyes boom. When the Alameda Department of Corrections drove me to the airport to send me back to Chicago to go into drug rehab, um, I was probably out of jail two hours, and I used a hot first class plane to get back to Chicago. That's how rehabilitated I was. No, it doesn't count. <laughs> I was still a child. So, I mean, I'm still going to stick by my statement of you've never really had a job. I've just listed all those that work. And by the way, caddying was... Is, is, okay, cad- I'll give you the caddying. caddying. I'll give you the cad. That's your, legit, your one legitimate job. Yeah. I wouldn't say your paper route where you're stealing phone booths or phone boxes or whatever the fuck they were back then. Working in the post office? No, because you're stealing it. You're taking naps in the middle of your damn shift. It's exhausting. No. All right. So your one job in the whole history of your life has been caddying. Wait a second. See, I'm sure I probably should have written down. I'm sure I did something else. Cab driving. Oh, I drove a cab. Now, that was interesting. I I was a part-time cab driver right around the corner. Um... That right next to that second city over there, there used to be where was a uh, little courtyard, fencing courtyard. That used to be Unit 2 Checker. So my friend Lazar, Lisa's yeah. dad, um, he said, Bruce, you, know, you, you should, because I was totally broke when I came back from California in 63 after I had blown all my money hustling golf out there. So um, I needed, I was really broke. And... Um, so he says, why don't you drive a cab? You can just drive part-time. All you have to do is drive Sundays. And really, all you had to do really to be part-time was drive three hours before Sundays. So I went over there. Well, I, and then Lazar explained to me all the tricks. He says, you want a, tr- you want a key to the trunk because you never know when you go to the um, uh, airport. They might just want you to drop luggage off somewhere. So you throw that back and make the circle again. Then you get real passengers and uh, so anyway, and then he explained to me, when you go out, to, if somebody wants to go out with his broads, take them out to Cicero, because you take them to Cicero, on Cicero Avenue, there's a bunch of joints, and you pull in, with, if you've got, I think it was, if you, the first guy with three bucks, 
and then each passenger was one dollar you get from the uh, and then they put after the you unloaded your passengers they bring out some guy there, Mickey Finn, and throw him in your cab and leave a $5 bill and some pelt for his cab fare. Now, the problem with that was that when you got back to, these guys were so out, they couldn't tell you what hotel they were staying. So what I just do is I take them to the, to the Drake or the Hilton or something like that, or Palmer so House. So you guess what hotel they were at? I wouldn't well, even guess. I just took them to, to one with Dorman, told them the guy is there, and they'd carry him out. And <laughs> they fuck with him. I didn't have to worry about it. I mean, that's when you just make it somebody else's problem, which I totally understand. And the hotel, yeah. I think, is capable of dealing of with course, that kind of, of course, uh, crap. Of course they are. So I, and, but I like the case. And then there were some perks. Like, you know, I, 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 could, I make, well, when you worked as a part-timer, you only got 42% of the fair but of course there was all kinds of little you could always somebody say hey man you don't need to put the flag down i'll give you five bucks to drive me out here or something yeah so you didn't have to put the flag down and um so you you know you could pull a lot of shit see this is where technology fucks it up again because well it can be now a, they have like trackers yeah no you know well i'll tell you what i used to do funny some other cab, i was just constantly getting fights with other cabs you know they're real assholes they're very competitive so some cab driver would pull, pull some shit at me at the airport or they would do something so i would write their number down and then i would call in and say if there were so a, checker a customer driver. no no what i would call in and say is um so, hey, cab driver, 4222, is on the Cars Expressway, standing on top of his cab with naked. Oh, driver, really? Yeah, he says, yeah, he's out of his mind. And <laughs> I was always turning other guys in for doing crazy shit like that. And when then when Percy, when Chuck Percy's daughter got murdered, there was a, all kinds of shit going on. I drove a reporter out to... Um, where the hell they live out when that or someplace like Kellworth, maybe it was. And um, so I drive this guy. He says, yeah, he was some New York you know, reporter. He came out to cover the story. So I'm out there. I call him. I read him. He said, they just found out Mrs. Mrs. Percy killed, killed the dog. By the time I got to Howard Street back in the city, the first guy got in the cab. Did you hear? It was Mrs. Percy. Mrs. Percy killed her daughter. You know, I started that rumor. It was really funny. Did you ever watch the show Taxi? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Holy shit, a show you watched? Not, not, not often. That was a good show. It was all right. Really? You didn't like it? No, I didn't think it was that great. Um, and then... Um, I enjoyed it. Now, once in a while, in fact, twice, this happened to me twice, I was um, driving down to Stevenson. It was each time I was on the Stevenson. It's just some fucking drunk guy... You know, they usually have a chick, and they start smarting off and saying shit to you. And you say, hey, man, uh, knock it off. Hey, fuck you. Just, so I'd pull over. I'd pull over on the expressway and pull the guy out and throw him in the broad out of the cab. So now, of course, they turn me in. So I go back to the, um, I go back to the, uh, you know, when they come in, Elliot, you've been rolled up. There's uh, I says, the guy was drunk. He's trying to steer my cab. I had to do it. Oh, okay. And um, so Lazar gave me a tip. He says, if you ever get in a jam, just make up a sex story because that's the only thing they'll buy. So anyway, I, I just pulled out of the unit, and I drove by here. And so I just saw some friends of mine from California walking in. So I pulled over and said, and so I never managed to get back. So I had... I, Hold the flag once for like 45 cents. So you're like HB. <laughs> well, it was really bad. You're the original so, HB. So And plus I'm drunk, but nobody, they don't know I'm drunk. So I dropped the cab back on. Well, then God. they flagged me. So they said, Elliot, you're fired. You, 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 took the, you had the cab out for 10 hours. You made it 45 cents. 45 so, cents. So I said, the guy's, the manager was a guy named, a Pollock named Tom Golick. So he says, so I, says, I can explain. Explain. How do you explain? I said, I picked up this chick over by Trilly Court. She was the most beautiful girl you ever saw in your life. And she says, come on up to my place. I want to fuck. Oh, what? I said, yeah. She kept me up there. She said, you got to fuck me again. 
So he just he calls. He believed the, you. He calls in the mechanic and the cashier. I got to repeat the story. So then I'm telling you, know, I'm getting, the story's getting better and better. I'm adding all kinds of shit and really making a great story. So they said, okay, you got one more chance. It worked. That's it was ridiculous. Our, it was our game. The, um, but I Ruth. got fired. I got fired because in the summer it was too hard for me to make three hours every four Sundays. Again, that, there's that strong work ethic. Uh, Ruth, what was I your like first that. job? I like that. I like the, uh, I like that. I worked in a Western Auto store um, selling all kinds of car parts and um, mechanical things, screws and latches for doors. I mean, like hardware stuff. Um, yeah, it was. All right, so auto parts. Jordan, what was your first job? Did you steal, uh, you're a paper boy, did you steal telephones too? No, no, he did not. Well, you don't have pay phones anymore, so it's really hard to do it. Yeah, they had pay, well, I don't know, maybe not with Jordan. I grew up with pay phones. What was your first job? Uh, the field museum, oh, well, yeah, the field museum was the first official job. Did you have a kid job? Yeah, when <laughs> when I was... Um, what, a babysitter or something? When I, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, a couple, uh, there was a, a wealthier family uh, who lived on Hudson, and I used to babysit over there. But when I was in, um, I want to say like eighth grade, uh, my friend Jenny and I, she, I went to uh, grammar school over at uh, St. Teresa's in, uh, on Sheffield, on uh, Armitage and Kenmore, and she went to St. Clement's. And, you know, both churches had Sunday services, but St. Clement's had a really, really big congregation. It's a bigger church. And so on Saturdays, every Saturday, Jenny and I had to go to the St. Clement's Rectory. And you know when you get those, like, those, I don't know, they're like these little booklets where it's like all those little ads. Um, it's like information about shit in the neighborhood, and then you're a bazillion different ads from, like, the hardware store, from the grocery store, from whatever. Well, for some reason, every week they had to supplement the information that you would get. And they had already pre-printed all of these things. So literally for like five hours on Saturdays, Jenny and I would have to put the paper and the thing and just keep going back and forth, back and forth and stuff these things. Like like eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. And then <laughs> and I think we were paid like four bucks an hour or something. And then, and then, I know, and then we'd go blow it all at the... Uh, We'd walk over to that submarine station on Lincoln Avenue in Fullerton. I don't know if you remember that. It was across from Children's Memorial Hospital. It was good sandwiches, good subs. And we'd go hang out there. We'd come to Arby's over here and just blow it all on movies and sandwiches. The good old days. Anyway, um, all right, well, thanks for telling me about how much work you have not done. Well, I think that's a pretty impressive work. I mean, because was the actress, the famous actress that you picked up that... Uh Wanted to um, visit with you a little bit longer. Oh, Eugenie Leontovich. No. When I was that was well, that was when I drove. Um, no, it was somebody else. Well, the ballet ballet dancer Kirsten Simone from the Royal Danish. Um, I had what's her name, the th- Myrna Lawyer. Although I didn't know it was Myrna Lawyer until I got out of the Blackstone Theater. And, I don't know how many these people are. Um, but what are you talking about? You know, there's Eugenie Leontovich was, nobody would know who she is now unless you Google her. But she was a famous actress back in the day, and she was working, teaching at the Goodman. And I had seen her in, um, I had seen her in uh, Mother Courage, and she was, it, it was a wonderful production at the Goodman. My girlfriend could get free tickets because she worked at the Art Institute. And so... It, it was a wonderful production, except for Eugenia Leontovich, because she had no voice, and so it, you couldn't hear her sing. Oh, sounds like but a great it, production. But any, well, it was. Other than that, <laughs> so I drive by the Goodman a couple days later in my cab. Now there's not another cab driver in the city would know who the fuck Eugenia, Eugenia Leontovich. I told my uncle Hugh, "Oh God, she's a great actress. I saw her back 30 years ago in New York, and this and that." So anyway, I'm driving by the. Um, Back of the by the back of the art institute, and this old lady flags me down. So, oh, and I realized she's got this accent. 
So I realized that's fucking Eugene Yankovic. So I, this is what I always would do when I get celebrities. I go, about drive about a block. I go, Miss Leontovic. The fact that I recognize, I was, I just see in my rearview mirror. She was going, her mouth just went. Out. I said, I have seen Mother Courage on the stage before. I've seen the movie. I didn't even know if there was a movie. And I said, I've seen the ballet. I don't know if there was any of this shit, but I just went through all this whole list. Your Mother Courage is to the greatest theater moment of my life. So, oh, young man. Oh, so I have, I'm supposed to drive her over 11th Street here. She's starting to hyperventilate. Why are you drive? Why you drive cab? Why you? You know, obviously I was way too fucking smart to be driving a goddamn cab. I, so I do. So she invited me to a party, a theater party, and so of course I went. I thought I'd get some pussy out of the deal, but I didn't. But she introduced me to all these people. Wow! I really made her day. Amazing. Yeah. What about Polly Bergen? I don't know if I made her day or not. I, yeah, I got, I got the, you know how Polly Bergen is? No. Well, Google her, though. though she, she was a big star. Very, um, very I'll big Google star. I'll Google her uh, yeah, later. Well, okay. Well, so I, I beat the um, bartender at the Fairmont Hotel out of the, he, on the golf course. He owed me like 30, 40 bucks. So he told me to stop by his work. Um, and uh, he'd pay me. So I illegally park out in front of the Fairmont. And uh, I go down to the bar. And there's only the only other person at the bar. It was like probably noon. So there's this woman. And it was kind of a dark bar. And so I sit down. And I'm talking to I think his name was Vince. And so I'm talking to him. And um, he says, oh, he says, a lady down there wants to buy you a a drink. I'm just drinking a beer. So I said, oh, sure, okay. So I pick up my beer. I walk down say hi to her. And she's wearing this hat. And I was very, I mean, kind of a striking-looking woman, but it was dark, and you couldn't really see, you know, a whole lot. So she, so she says, well, let's quit. She says, she says, I, um, she says I've got an hour. You want to come up to my room? I said, Sure. So we go up there. She pulls immediately, pulls all the shades and stuff. But, so anyway, as soon as I get done fucking her, she says, okay, gotta go. I got I got things I gotta do. So I just put my clothes on. So I go back down to the bar. She says, that was Polly Bergen. Do you know who that is? Well, I knew, I, I knew who she was. Well, that's nice. That's good for you. Well, yeah, it was, it was fine. But she was, she, was, um, she was rather indifferent after uh, I got done working my manager. <laughs> Uh, then maybe you shouldn't call it magic. Um, all right. Well, uh, I wish I had been drinking for that story. But this is well, the last week of well, my sobriety. Out, yeah, well, check out Polly Bergen. She's a big deal. I think she had a hit TV show, too. Okay. She's a grandma. Oh, that's a better picture. Um, but that... Yeah, that was a cab driving story. That was my golf hustling story. You got to remember, for years I was a golf hustler, too. Yeah, I know. I know. So, oh, I, mean, I know. We've talked takes, about that. That takes work. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So, I mean, so, I mean, so I was just sitting around with my thumb up my ass my whole life. I've been I'm not busy. saying that and then at all. Was, and on my art forging career. I know. Was, there's so much. So much of it. Um, yeah, Jordan, been, what are you doing yeah. this weekend? Huh? Oh, you're going to Denver. That's fun. Oh, she's cute. A cute older woman. Um, that's fun. So you're going to be gone for all the St. Patrick's Day craziness. Um, that Saturday is my first day back drinking after six weeks. We'll see how that goes. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to have a beer again. For, like a lot excited. Um, okay, well, uh, any last bits and pieces? Um, I think that I've dazzled everybody tonight. As long always, enough. as always, as always, leave, as leave, as leave always. Them, always leave them wanting a little more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what Ruth says. Uh, Ruth, thanks for, for 
keeping us hydrated as always. Uh, Jordan, thanks for being here and hitting that record button and doing all the other things that I don't know what else needs and to be done, but a lot. You don't appear to show much interest in learning either. No. I, it's because I've been hanging around you too long. Now, <laughs> this is like the computer if, situation. If you, if you read today's blog, it was very <laughs> flattering about your, your high energy level. Oh, yeah, it's because I've been, uh, you know, not drinking, I guess. Maybe that's the cause of it. Um, all right, well, uh, you guys have a good rest of your week and a good weekend, as well as everybody out there. Say goodnight, genius. Good night, genius. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Bye.